2: Hi, this is Greg Braden, Jack Canfield, Marianne Williamson,
0: James Van Proud. Hi
2: everyone, this is Neil Donald Walsh, and I'm happy to tell you that you're listening to Inner Journey with Greg Friedman. Stick around, your life could change
3: any minute.
4: This is Inner Journey with Greg Friedman, and you all know the gig. Sex, relationships, dream interpretation, we talk about it all. We don't tell you what to do, and we don't tell you how to do it. And the reason for that is because it's not our friggin' lives. It's your life. You choose your happiness. You choose your love. You choose to stand up and be heroes for a day, for a moment, for a lifetime, and understanding that a hero is flawed. A hero has bruises and cuts, and a hero is often blind to certain things. A hero is not ideal, and neither are you. But you know what? You are the magic, and we just help you realize it. And we'll be back with more Inner Journey with Greg Friedman right after this. (laughs)
5: i don't to go
3: And you're
4: listening to Inner Journey with Greg Friedman. Welcome back. You are listening to Inner Journey with Greg Friedman on KXFM. Broadcast from Laguna Beach, California, all over the world. Social media is Inner Journey with Greg Friedman and the website, gregfriedman.com. Tonight, I want to talk to all you judgy, critical people out there. And I want to say, I'm sorry. Y'all may think I'm a little bit crazy for saying that, but I have been around the block enough to know that if you're sitting there and you are hypercritical and judging and criticizing everything around you in the world, ultimately... I would just, I have so much compassion because I would hate to be inside you. Not because of anything that you would think normally, like, oh, all the vile, all the venom. No, I'd hate to be inside of you because you are judging and criticizing yourself harder and harsher and more sternly and more unfairly than anything you do out in the world and i'm sorry and i want everybody else that has been judged criticized ripped into by somebody to at least incorporate that idea into their facilities next time you look at that person see the pain see the hurt see what they're doing to themselves and then outwardly turning onto you now I'm not saying put up with it. I'm not saying that you should allow them to burn you or hurt you or make you bleed internally, externally, emotionally, or physically. Instead, what I'm saying to you is if you allow their hurt to enter you without recognizing with compassion who they are, then instead of... Then what happens is you become a carrier, that that becomes a part of you, that you internalize them, and at some point, more often than not, will then in turn externalize. And the more we could look at them with compassion while having boundaries, while stepping away, and while making a decision out of love, first for ourselves and then for the other person, the better off you're going to be and the better off I'm gonna be. And that's how we cut a cord. That's how we shift an ancestral pattern because on some level, they are providing an opportunity for you to make a choice for love or for some kind of descending spiral. And as always, one of the greatest gifts that we have as humans is the gift of choice. What are you gonna choose? And we'll be back with Truth Be Told and Tony Sweet right after
6: this. Hold it, hold it. Listen.
4: Welcome back. You are listening to Inner Journey with Greg Friedman on KXFM. Tonight, we are ecstatic to have Tony Sweet with us. Tony is a radio personality and much, much more. He's sought after in podcasting, live streaming, video casting production, and now something new that we're going to explore this evening, Parapod. What's a Parapod? We'll find out later. Don't worry about it. It'll be all right. (laughs) Tony is incredibly popular on his show, Truth Be Told. It airs live on Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and he could be both seen and listened to on YouTube TV. Tony, I'm just so happy to have you here. Thank you for coming down and joining us.
1: Thank you so much, Greg. I'm glad to be here (laughs) after that long drive from the north
4: north when he says north he <laughs> means
1: la to laguna beach yes. it's not exactly like
4: canada to here. okay uh, all right so first question that i ask everybody on the program we have had we have been blessed to have so many people on here we've had authors and artists and shaman and medicine man we've had people of pretty much every kind of walk of service that you right. could imagine to a person there was an event or a series of events that really thrust them on a particular leg of their path.
1: What's your story? You know, actually there's a couple of different stories that led to my journey now. Um, I think like most people, especially in the paranormal genre, uh, there's been an event or an experience that we've went through uh, as either as an adult, a near-death experience or something, an abduction, Uh, But when I was a really young kid, probably around five or six years old, um, I grew up in a really small town in Kansas called Granola. No way. Yes. G-R-E, not (laughs) G-R-A. People used to say, granola, like the granola cereal? Yes, my dad owned a company. Just kidding. (laughs) But we lived in a very old house um, uh, that the banker back in the early 1900s built. And so... All my family used to hear, you know, the creaks and doors open and kind of sounds like footsteps and all that, you know, spiritual junk, as they say. Um, But I actually used to see an old man.
4: When you say see, describe. Yeah, I
1: can actually see, like I would see an old man sitting in a chair. Nobody else could see it. They could hear stuff but they couldn't see it. I for some reason And was he see
4: translucent it. like they do in the movies or did he look no, solid. He just looked like a dude.
1: Just looked like an old man dude sitting in a chair, never said anything, never hardly moved. Uh, my mom would probably he'd say, "Oh, it's a broom or maybe it was a vacuum cleaner or something." How old were you? 5 or 6. And you went to your mom and you
4: went, "Mom, there's
1: a strange man right? in the house." Yes. And she said she said, "Well, My mom was actually, my dad would be like, you know, son, there's nothing. You know, he was not a believer in anything, spirituality or, you know, ghost or paranormal. My mom was a little more curious and, you know, she would never poo-poo anything that I would say. But she would say, you know, I'm sure, you know, there's an explanation or I'm sure there's something that maybe you're just dreaming, that type of stuff. It was never uh, anything that just said, you're not seeing it. She wouldn't negate it. Right. Um... But even as I got a little older, I stopped seeing the old man, but I I started hearing the things that my siblings and my mother would hear. Um, And then I remember I was alone in the house one time, and I heard somebody walking upstairs. And of course, when you're a young teenager, that freaks you out a little bit. Uh (laughs) Yeah. And so I'm walking up the stairs nice and slow and kind of looking up to see I over the, you know, the railing, I was trying to see if I could see through the railing and at the top of the stairs, there was a painting. And most times when a painting falls, it would slide down, you know, like a nail would break, Mm -hmm. but this came forward. And I remember running down the stairs, running out the front door and about six blocks down to where my dad owned the grocery store. Mm -hmm. And of course, he said you were nuts, right? (laughs) Yeah. That was just my dad. You know, that was just my dad. But, you know, I don't remember much more activity after that, other than, you know, hearing the creaks and stuff So For some reason, as we get older and people tell you that it's not real. And then, you know, I think that's when our adulthood kicks in and we start losing that ability um, to see and hear those things.
4: I was never so good at that growing up thing. Maybe no? that's why I got to still right, right. See, see more
1: things later as I progressed or regressed. Right, regret, right. <laughs> um, so, you know, and that's just one inc- incident. But there's another one that got me. That was more of the spiritual ghost side. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but many i actually about to— same time five six seven I don't remember I was a little too young for this one I that I don't remember this one so much but again you know it's it's a country town we used to have to go out in the country driving a lot to visit family or friends or and coming back from wherever we were at apparently we stopped my mom was driving my two sisters my brother and myself was in the car And they all swear. Up until the day my mom died, she swears she saw this was a UFO hovering over a lake. You saw this as well. I did. Like I said, I don't remember it, but apparently my mom said. I said I'm going to go with them. I don't remember that. I don't remember seeing it. It's just. And what did they say it looked like? They said like like a traditional UFO, you know, like like, a saucer, like a saucer, uh, no noise. No movement. And um, my sisters were very scared. My mom was just more baffled by it. She wasn't like, she said she wasn't scared. She was just kind of like, what is that? And apparently there's a small single engine plane was flying. They could hear the plane. Mm -hmm. They couldn't hear the saucer. And as it flew by, it actually turned around and made a circle and came back towards. They must have saw something. Right. And as it approached the saucer, apparently it just shot straight up in the air and disappeared. Well, my mother called the McConnell Air Force Base.
4: Wait a second. Yes. Before you get there, Ooh. were you on it? According to what your mother and your siblings saw or recognized right. or remembered, did you disappear? For any time whatsoever in their recollection. I don't remember it. No, I understand, but I'm saying according to what they expressed to you. Well, my sister. Ha ha ha. Uh, Just so y'all know, I know none of this none story. Of
1: yeah, yeah. You, you have no idea what I'm saying here. Uh, sometimes I don't even. Uh. <laughs> Most often I <laughs> right, don't. Right, right. But apparently, my sister said that night after they got home, um, she had a dream that she was visited in her room by whatever was on this craft if it was aliens and she said when i woke up the next morning my, i had my socks on and they were c- soaked like i had been outside in the dew of the she, of the grass mm-hmm. she said it she goes I, so i don't know what happened she goes but i just remember dreaming about that and I'm like were you abducted and she's like I I don't know how old were you I was probably it probably six or seven again
4: and you knew the word abducted pretty good well (laughs) I asked her recently (laughs) yeah I was smart (laughs) Uh, so I know I sort of jumped ahead to jump back so you're there it happens your mother calls McConnell Air Force Base which is it's big it's time.
1: In, it's big time in Wichita, Kansas. And so they actually came down the same day and started going to that location and starting started testing and whatever they do when something like this happens, which I thought if they thought my mom was just nuts, that they would have just hung up on her and said, or thank you, ma'am, but uh, wouldn't show up. But they actually showed up.
4: And what did testing look like to the best of your understanding? I don't know.
1: And my mom didn't go out to the, she just said that they went out to that location. Uh, she showed them that she didn't see what they tested. So, but yeah, that, that's, but that's, I think where my journey of the paranormal interest really started.
4: Okay. So you're
1: <laughs> preteen
4: at this point. <clears throat> yes. And I have heard what you sort of hinted at a little bit earlier from a lot of people, including... Um, very very well known psychics like James von Prague would tell mm-hmm. me that he hit puberty everything else went out the right. window he was me. happy playing around and you know forgot everything else and then another event happened later that threw him back into it right. before we even go to ask that question you were at that age and you just went okay and went on is that
1: basically it pretty much pretty much But years later, my nephew, about the same age, saw the same old man when it comes back to the the haunting, I guess. You You guys kept
4: the same family house.
1: Yes, yes. And apparently my sister-in-law was in the house with my nephew, and he said, Mama, look at that old man sitting in the chair. And she's like, what old man? And she said, the old man sitting right there. And then she remembered me telling about the story. And she said, I grabbed him and ran out the door. <laughs> <laughs>
4: well, I'm wearing a jacket right now. But if I wasn't, you could see the goosebumps on me. Cause <laughs> I love stuff like that because I know, I, you know, there, all I know is there is more things out there than we can imagine. Oh, for sure. What they are, who the heck knows. Okay, so you're this little kid. Go through all this stuff basically just went, okay, cool, now I'm gonna go out and ride my bike. Right, <laughs> pretty <You> much. <laughs> yeah, because you're a kid, that's what yeah. we do. And then at some point,
1: what made you circle back to this? You know, as I got older, um, I think, my mother, as I, through my teenagers, she went through like this really deep health and mental issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a point to where where it takes me. So I was my siblings were you know eight, seven, and six years older than I was. So by the time nineteen eighty came around, I they were gone, and I was pretty much in the house by myself. And my my mom went to the the you know hospital for sometimes four to six months at a time. Holy smoly! I'm yeah. sorry. I'm not trying. Yeah, I'm not trying to make this a boohoo, not- but it really I think puts me where I'm at today. That. She, her being gone, I I felt such a connection to spirit or God, you know, how some people, because that was really what kept me um, in check and also a connection to something bigger than what I was going through. And so I think that's where my journey of spirituality came in, not religious, but the spirituality came in.
4: We're going to take a short break, and on the other side, we're going to explore a little bit more about what that means. We are here with Tony Sweet of Truth Be Told and Parapod, and we'll be back with more Inner Journey with Greg Friedman right after this.
1: Hi, I'm Bruce Lipton, and you are listening to Inner Journey.
0: happy lately thinking about the good things to come and i believe it could be something good has begun oh i've been smiling lately dreaming about the world at one and i believe it could be someday it's going to come
4: back. You are listening to Inner Journey with Greg Friedman on KXFM 104.7. Social media is Inner Journey with Greg Friedman and the website is gregfriedman.com Tonight we are hanging out with Tony Sweet. Not only is he the driving force and the voice of Truth Be Told, he is also you are the Bottle washer, producer, <laughs> waiter, you do, you've do you done everything to make Parapod a reality. And we're going to get into that in a little bit. But if you didn't listen to the first half hour of this show, y'all got to just be there. Because you missed him looking at a flying saucer and talking, not talking, but seeing a dead man in his rocking chair. So... <laughs> right. Just go back and listen. It's easier than trying to explain it. Now, one of the things that you were saying right before break is, unfortunately, your mother was going through a lot of health issues that wound up having her have to be away for four to six months at a time. Right. And that kind of isolation, that kind of being on your own, being thrust, how old were you?
1: Uh, When she went Started getting ill, was about 12.
4: Yeah, that's awfully young yeah. for somebody to have to be awfully mature.
1: Oh, for sure. No, I grew up really fast. But but like I said, I wouldn't be the person I am today if it wasn't for that.
4: Yep. I know it more closely <laughs> and more parallel than you would believe. Right, right. I have um, one of my brothers had a brain tumor oh. and most of my childhood was devoted spending it to him understandably but still that created a very similar environment to what you're talking about yeah. Yeah. Uh, so when you talk about finding a spirituality as a 12 year old
1: what did that look like uh when my mother was home or it went, you know when we did have conversations i asked her a lot of questions of course about the bible because i grew up in kansas the bible belt um but she made it a little more. Even though she grew up in California, she was actually born and raised in California. And really? I, yeah, my dad was born and raised in Kansas, so they met in the military, and uh, they were both Army back then. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but they, uh, her, the questions that I would have for her, it was mostly about God. It was never, never really about much about the Bible. I was just more questions about God: who, who, what, when, where, why, and her ex exclamation, ex- explanation. explanation, there we go. Um, I was like, that doesn't sound right. Uh, was more the spiritual side of it, which I think helped me on my journey. So I, because a lot of times religion has a lot of judgment and mm-hmm. where spirituality has more freedom. And I think that's what really gave me the freedom to explore. Um, and even years later in my twenties, I went on this journey i would go to buddhist temples i would go to different churches different religions Mm -hmm. just not to convert just to did the same
4: thing so i understand it's like oh hmm so what's your take on this right fascinating it's like and if you look at my bookshelves it's like people go wait are you a buddhist are you a Taoist? are you catholic are you jewish yeah what the heck are you and i go look they're all, I've studied and studied just really to figure out that they're all saying the frigging same thing. Same thing. It's like they just have different words to express it. Yep. And if you tell them that, <laughs> they each are going to defend fiercely more often than not the fact that they are not the other. Right. <laughs> and that's one of the things that I liked about Tich Naha a lot. I know that one. Um, he was a Korean um, Buddhist monk. Um most and he was based out of San Diego. I'll I'll show you some stuff yeah, of his, but to. his stories were phenomenal and they basically often led to I am you and you are me. It's like you are my mother and you know oh, and so how would you treat the other if you know they were your mother. And wow. it's, and you just go that. who cares what you know what what the priest or the cardinal or the pope or the rabbi is telling you is the reason <laughs> right. that you should hate the other that's not that's not spirituality no. that's religion yeah. there's no hate in this yeah. there's no we have to kill them because they're different yeah you know i was talking to a palestinian man the other day and i'm looking at all the things that are going on there and i go look man it's like i was brought up you know most i'm the, i was the only ultra boy with the last name friedman and my dad's side of the family was russian jewish my mom's is right. italian catholic i was brought up all italian catholic but i look at this and i look at both sides of this and i go you cannot justify me to me genocide right i don't care and if you're doing it in the name of religion shame on you
1: yeah and honestly i've walked out of many churches very quickly when I heard anything talking, even about other Christian churches or Christianity, you know, Oh, the Baptist down the street, you know, you're like, wait a minute. I, I, I didn't come here for that. So I would, that's where something in my gut, because I was always a, even though I was an introvert, I, I was not a follower, not necessarily a leader, but I was not a follower. I didn't follow other people's rules. I didn't follow other people's suggestions. I followed my gut, mm-hmm. what felt right to me, and what what I felt that I needed at that moment. So it was in, it wasn't uh, I wasn't tolerant of other people's uh, judgment, T- not even towards me, but for even other people. I
4: understand thoughts. that it's again. You know, I still remember being in church when one of my nephews was being getting his first communion. And the priest was saying that if you lie to your parents, you're going to go to hell. <laughs> right. And I literally had dug my fingers into the pew <laughs> and was trying to refrain from standing up and calling BS on this guy in the middle of a service. Right. And it, it's the things—I don't understand the term God-fearing. Yeah. Why would I want to fear God out of right. all the things to do? It's, it just yeah. sounds so insane to me.
1: <laughs> it does. I yeah. mean, I, I can't even imagine, uh, you know, when like my mother. My mother was one of those mothers that, no ma- she had four kids, me and my three siblings. No matter what we did, good, bad, to somebody else, she loved us no matter what. Not necessarily I was a favorite. I have to <laughs> <laughs> it and wasn't equal. Just ask your siblings, they'll say the same <laughs> right, thing. Right. Uh, but they she loved them no matter what. And I was like, how, how do you say a God that created everything, not just the earth, not just the human beings, but the universe, the galaxies, would hate me because of something I'd done or oh, didn't yeah. do. But oh. my mother of human form, would love me no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I would have
4: long theological conversations with priests that were of that was Christian in denomination, and we'd always get to the one place. Are you telling me, are you really telling me that unless I say the magic words of I accept Jesus Christ as my Savior, right. then I cannot go to heaven? You're going to tell me I could live an exemplary life being a saint. Right. And if I don't say those magic words, I'm not going to go in. And he said, yep. And I said, I'm out. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, you just found my line in the sand. Right. It's like, I, yeah. I just can't. Okay. So this explains your spirituality, mm-hmm. but you have created a lifetime of really... You know, I talk about this program, and what I want from guests is to be illuminating enlightening and entertaining. And you have spent a lifetime doing almost verbatim the same thing. How does the kid from Kansas, brought up with the Bible, get to a place where um, he takes that and he goes, let's go do something with this and spread some... Let's spread something uplifting in this world. How? What was? Was there a catalyst? Was there a moment? Was there a series of things that led this? Yes,
1: series. Um, in the 1990s, I don't remember, probably 95, 96. I had a, a psychic reading, one of my first. I've had a few before that, but but from a major psychic, you might know her name, Sylvia Brown. Oh yeah. So Sylvia Brown gave me a reading and being from a boy from kansas i mean i was very open to all this i you know i i really had a few readings before but nothing major like this and so she started telling me about you know my aunt you know what and and i was like wow you know like who had passed away she was my great aunt who called me an angel and so she goes you have a person calling you an angel some woman that passed away and i was like my aunt because that she used to call me an angel all the time mm-hmm. and some other things but the major one she says i see in about 10 years she goes i see you doing something similar to me and i was like psychic readings <laughs> you know i was working in corporate you know uh, in in k- kansas city what were you doing i worked in human resource in suit and tie and you know i I was on my way to becoming always millionaire. I'm gonna be a millionaire by th- by the time I'm thirty and da da da, da, da. um didn't happen. <laughs> sorry about that right right but i I think what happened was she started the little flame in my in my soul in my head about you mean I could do something bigger and better and greater than I even thought, and I said, what do you mean by?" Doing something similar, she said, not necessarily, you know, as a psychic, but with your voice. Okay. And I was like, hmm, okay. Ten years later, I had moved to California. I became—I went from corporate. I became a uh, personal trainer. I was a personal okay. Trainer. Wait, yeah.
4: They, that's like I love when people do that. I go. <laughs> you didn't see that coming, did it's you? It's like you know. There's a big chasm there.
1: What right. was that transition? Um, you know, I, I, when I when I'm in my early twenties, I could not wait to work in corporate. I couldn't wait to wear a suit and tie. I couldn't wait to move myself up the ladder. Ten years later, in my early thirties, I was like, oh my gosh, I, I, I am not a human being to this. Corporation life. I'm just a number. I'm just a person that can be replaced very easy. Mm-hmm. And I just felt something. I needed something different. And uh, the company I work for, um, this is I would say nothing is a coincidence. Laid off a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. I was working actually at the time at a eye doctor, so eye surgeon, okay, in human resource. We were all laid off. Then one of the nurses said, "Hey." I'm guess where I'm going because we had always talked about wanting to move to California and I'm like where are you going she's like oh LA and I'm gonna I'm a traveling nurse and I they're gonna pay for my coat ho- or my apartment and this and that and, and I was like she goes you want to go with me you can sleep on the couch and I was like what and I'm like okay I'm single I don't have a job um I will never get another opportunity like this it's not going to cost me anything I said I'm going Nice. And so once I got out here, I became this personal trainer because it, you know, I was already, I had done um, natural bodybuilding at the time. Mm-hmm. In college, I was an all-American hammer thrower, so f- sports and fitness were always kind of part of my, part of my uh, personality. Right. Um, so I became this personal trainer. Well, then I I got hired by a vocal coach. Uh huh. Go on. And. He said, Hey, how about, and cause I've always wanted to be a singer, but, <laughs> and so he, he said, how about we do some trading? I'll, you know, give you some lessons and you give me some sessions. And I'm like, okay. And so for about three years, I start, you know, doing these lessons and stuff. And mm-hmm. then my nephew moves out here. He tried out for American Idol. He was, so I was probably about 37 at the time. Mm-hmm. And then he um, was like early twenties, and he didn't make it. He made it in front of the judges, didn't make it. But he wanted to pursue his singing career, so he mm-hmm. moved in with me. Well, there was an opportunity to, for an audition for the Gospel Music Network, even because <laughs> I, I love gospel music. Well, I love the music. A
4: gospel dream is on my list. So right? go for it. Right. Right. Uh-huh. Um,
1: he said, "Hey." I, I, I said, hey, they're gonna have an audition. You should go audition. He goes, I'll only go if you go with me. And I'm like, I, no, I'm not gonna do. I'm getting you know, 37, I'm getting old and uh. Well, who knew that I would agree and I would make it to Nashville mm-hmm. on this TV show. And it started everything that I'm doing now. I, it put me in the spotlight, got me in magazines. I didn't win. Thank, actually, thank God I didn't win.
4: You were runner-up,
1: right? No, I was not. I was. <laughs> there were sixteen of us. I was probably number thirteen to get sent home. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I always said I. I joked with them. I was like, "Listen, you put three uh, Caucasians against against thirteen African American for gospel singers. You can't. <laughs> it's no comparison <laughs> to put uh, th- three Christian singers against gospel singers. But Um, But it it actually really started my career because I started a podcast in 2008 and all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, I have a voice. I don't have to do anything or go anywhere. And, of course, at the time, podcast was like, oh, what's a podcast? Right. What's a podcast? You were
4: there at the very beginning of podcasting, really. Yeah. yeah,
1: I mean, there was not. I can't even imagine what it was like to upload shows in those days. We had to create an RSS feed for you people that don't know what that is. Please (laughs) go look it up. But now it's easy because all these companies do it for you. But back then you had to create one for each show that you recorded. (laughs) It was a pain in the tushy.
3: Yeah, that says over there, absolutely
1: no swearing. So I'm going to say in the tush. <laughs> uh-huh. um, so so that's really where I started the journey of podcasting. And then I, I found that old recording cassette tape of Sylvia Brown, where it said, you're going to start making a difference with your voice. And I was like, oh, it's not going to be singing. It's going to be with my podcast.
4: And what was the subject matter in the beginning?
1: Um, actually, it was more more geared toward religion. Mm-hmm. But, like I said, I had a fascination, fascination with religion. But then about six months into it, I was like, wait a minute. Religion is very political. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You can't say this. You can't do this. Can't do that. Can't do this. And so I thought, okay, I'm not going to do that anymore. So I'm going to go entertainment. And like I said earlier, after about uh, 800 episodes of doing a, I know, right? (laughs) See, y'all don't know. I mean, because I love what I do.
4: I mean, I really, and you know, I do because I thank you every single show, but I don't care who you are. 800 episodes is a lot of work. Because this job, if you're doing it well, if you're doing it appropriately, you have to stay so incredibly present throughout every Every. second of the entire program, and then some, that 800 is a lot.
1: A lot. A lot. And, you know... for what really launched me with the podcast cuz a lot of people will do podcasts for 6 months, a year, maybe 2 years and they drop it. Right. Um but I started interviewing some big pretty big names, you know, I started uh with you know American Idol winners and this and that. But then I got Monique, the comedian. Mm-hmm. It was when she was just launching her talk show and her releasing the um what's the movie? Show? Oh, um Oh, what's the movie she was in? Ah. Anyway, it was releasing about the same time. hmm Well, I got her on the show, and then she won the Oscar about five months later. Nice. And so she came back when she was denying all these other talk shows. And she said, the reason I came back is because you listen, and you're interesting, and you're interested and that's why I'm happy I came back on your show. And from that point on, I could almost get not anybody, but any bigger name on my show just because of that.
4: I get it. I always say it's like you just dropped one of the biggest keys to this business. Be interested and therefore interesting. Yeah. It's that simple. It really, really is and that complicated as well. Yeah. So who drop some names? Who were some of the guests that you
1: had? Uh, I mean, I've had like Larry Hagman, uh, Linda Carter. I, I, I can't, Oh, and one of my favorites and you know, she's passed now, but Debbie Reynolds came into my studio Mm -hmm. and she was only supposed to stay for 30 minutes. She stayed for two hours. She sang, she told stories, she did impressions. It was one of the most enjoyable conversations and shows I've ever imagined. Because, you know, for me, the younger actors and stuff, mm-hmm. they're cool. You know, congrats to all of them. But I grew up, you know, in the 70s and 80s. And so, and plus my parents were, were a little older. So I knew all the 1940s and 1950s and 1960s superstar, you know, Hollywood superstars. As in, you know, watching the, the TV shows and the movies. So that was where I was like, oh my gosh, these people are what i love love um i mean the list can go on and on and i can't remember them all but some of them like i said oscar winners and you know grammys and golden globes and and like i said i really loved it for a while right and after a while i i felt like i was more i started calling it in because i knew their answers Mm -hmm. you know because they're not going to talk Bad about anybody. They're going to say my director was great.
4: Oh, no. It's like that. There's, for any of y'all who didn't see all that jazz, right. phenomenal. There's a scene it where they go, my good, good friend for years. And, oh, right. <laughs> yeah. and right. Right. And it's the same spiel. It's like, you go, why don't you just be real? Yeah, because Yeah. And that, because I'm a little brat, <laughs> is the thing that I do. I go, all right, well, you know what? I'm going to make a sport out of this. I see your facade. Let me see if I could actually get beyond it. <laughs> right. And that would be the interesting part for me. But I understand it becoming monotonous, mundane, yeah. boring, and just a really, you're going to say this again? It's like, and so what happened? Because at that point, most people would say, forget
1: it, I'm out. So, yeah. And well, two years into starting podcasting... Mm-hmm. You know being on a network 2010 I said I can do this better because the network I was on I'm like they kept every time I say I want to do this nope I want to do this nope I don't want to do this no I'm not one I'm a I think I'm just a inherited entrepreneur because my grandfather was my dad was and I said okay I'm gonna start my own network and that's exactly what I did um
4: Believe it or not, we have just a l- about enough time right now. We're going to get into your beginning of a network on the top of the hour because we have whipped through this first hour. Oh my hour. gosh, it's already it's wow. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but before we go, I would love for you to tell people about your station, how they can get a hold of you, how can they listen into you, sure. what uh, who are some of the other speakers that are on that station because I had the opportunity to go up there and be a guest on one of those programs, and it is the most beautiful, simple, and when I say clean, I don't mean just aesthetically, <laughs> but energetically spaces that uh, for a studio that I've ever been in. So tell people about the studio, sure. tell people about Truth Be Told, and all the details if you would please
1: so the network is called united broadcasting network or you can go to ubngo.com and so we have about 60 to 70 shows on my network um we have from psychic uh, lgbt you know psychologist, sports pretty much anybody you can think of char margolis does a weekly call-in show for psychic readings um you know bonnie Burkard who does a a a A show under my brand, truth be told, is truth be told transformation. She does a show there. Uh, We have Dr. Judy W. T. F. What the Freud, Uh, (laughs) right? She does. She does a call-in show for you know for uh, her psychology clinic. Uh, so yeah, it's, there's just so many people that are on my network that, uh, really have a voice and she's been on my network for at least 10 years. So she's been doing a long time with me. Holy smoly. Yeah. And so, and of course, nice. truth be told, I started about 11, 12 years ago after I started w- weeding out my interview. Show. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so I've been, uh, I was at uh, Sunset Gower Studios Mm -hmm. for many years. And then Netflix came in and said, we want your space. And so we pretty much left and went to Burbank, which actually I love better. The energy is better there. We're like a half a block from Warner Brothers. Forget
4: that. You're a half a block from, what's that restaurant? Oh,
1: Smokehouse. The Smokehouse, which is, it's not only that it's good, it's Hollywood history. Yeah.
4: It's it's crazy good.
1: Yeah, it's it's the in the breadstick, the cheese breadsticks are amazing, by the way. <laughs> but okay, we digress. <laughs> yeah, tell them about you. Okay, so but uh, truth be told, like I said, I started uh, about 11 years ago. But truth be told, is it's all things paranormal, and that's where that's where I I made the transition because I got bored doing the oh. entertainment, and I said, listen, I need to do something I love, or otherwise I probably would have bowed out. Right. And uh give me the how do they get a hold of you and how do they listen in, how do they find you? Uh just go to Truth Be Told Radio TV on um YouTube and you can listen to us there live Monday, Wednesday, Friday, at three o'clock. And then also uh you can listen to our podcast, just Truth Be Told. And it looks like an alien eye <laughs> staring at you, uh, checking out what you're doing every day. So that's the easiest way to get a hold of us and listen to us. Perfect.
4: We're gonna see you guys at the top of the hour. We're here with Tony Sweet of Parapod and Truth Be Told, and we'll see you on the other side.
2: Fires are kindled, sending it back. We just make it go back. Beating hearts, beating hearts. Come as one, come as one. This is in the We ever gonna give up Beating being hearts, being hearts come as one, come as one this is in the country, this is in the country.
3: Laguna Nigal, Laguna Beach. Beach.
4: Member supported
2: KXFM on 104.7.
4: KXFMRadio.org.
6: This disclaimer is a statement notifying listening audiences that any opinions expressed on our shows are not representative of Laguna Radio Inc., its management, or its board of directors.
4: My name is Greg Friedman. I am a modern version of those that have existed in every culture. I am a guide. For years I have taken people all over the world to work with indigenous elders in exotic locations only to show you that you are the magic and we just help you realize it. It could be terrifying to look at our fears and sometimes even more so to look at our strengths. I take you out into the wild, into the unknown for an inner journey. Welcome back. You are listening to Inner Journey with Greg Friedman on KXFM. Social media is Inner Journey with Greg Friedman and the website's gregfriedman.com. Tonight we're hanging out with Tony Sweet of Truth Be Told and Parapod, and we are going to jump into all of that in a moment. First of all, welcome back, Tony.
1: Thank you, Greg. (laughs) Thanks for having me. At least you didn't kick me out. (laughs) Yeah, there's still time. Right, right. It's still early. Yeah. Uh,
4: So what we were talking about right before the top of the break is you were a pioneer. You were at least in the beginning of the podcast world. And you had a very, very successful podcast that was entertainment-driven. And at some point, it became mind-numbingly dull because everybody was doing the same, I'm going to put on the plaster on the fake smile, I'm going to tell everybody how much I love them (laughs) and how fantastic my latest project is, even if it's a big pile of poop, (laughs) and you just got over it. And at some point, you went, we got to make a left turn at Albuquerque. we got to do something a little different. Go from there, if you would.
1: So, yeah, I, uh, I my co-host at the time, uh, he, he actually was a psychic, and but he was uh, uh, on the entertainment show with me. So I, I brought him in just to kind of add a little spice to it. You know, even with the, the entertainment, I thought it would be kind of fun to do little readings at the end of the, the, the segments, just mm-hmm. to kind of spice it up a little bit. And it just wasn't fulfilling, like you said, when it comes to the entertainment. So I thought, you know what, how about because at the time I was on two days a week. I was on Wednesday and Friday. And now I, I was doing two hour shows like what you're doing. And by the way, is two hours is a you know, sometimes that can be a lot to fill.
4: Oh no, they offered me three and I said, um no. <laughs> I said I'll do a third hour of music if you want to help you out. But right. <laughs> if anybody's listening in and I have a, and I am blessed, thank y'all for having a lot of regular listeners. It, they would shoot me in the third hour. It's all good, but right. it's like, I'm finished. This meal is over.
1: Right, You're like, the, the drumstick only goes for a certain amount of time. So, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I, I was like, you know, I really want to start adding some, maybe some like paranormal stuff because I really enjoyed his segment mm-hmm. of doing the psychic. So I started doing some research and looking for people that can, I could have on the show. And so I end up getting, you know, somebody w- that was in the UFO world and I thought that was fun. I mm-hmm. really enjoyed that. And then the next time it was like a Native American talking about, you know, native spirituality and I was like, "Oh my god, that's amazing too." And then then a ghost person. And then and I just started really starting to enjoy and connecting back to what I really I think how I started out as a as a kid mm-hmm. and also with Sylvia Brown uh, that's where not only my voice but my voice in paranormal and kind of when she said you'll be doing kind of like me not doing readings except my co-host but bringing in that paranormal side of uh, the genre to podcasting because at the time, there wasn't a lot of podcasters in the paranormal field.
4: You know, we've been using that word a lot this evening, paranormal. Right. Let's just break it down for our listeners, sure if you enough. don't mind. What's your understanding?
1: So for me, I what I say is paranormal is normal to us because for me, paranormal is mostly what people uh, on the, in the mainstream don't really understand is so you know even spirituality shaman meditation a lot of christianity it's really just a lot of prayer just in a different way Mm -hmm. and so a lot of christianity really don't understand what a sound bowl would what you know is that you know bringing in satan or (laughs) you know meditation you know it's like are you kidding
4: me i went to kansas to oh. help somebody out with their yoga studio oh wow as a consultant wichita and they went you know they still think this is satan stuff that, exactly. and that wasn't that long ago
1: yeah no there's a lot of people that still feel that way oh yeah yoga is, is that that's just the devil's work right <laughs> you go oh, really right and 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 that's why when i say i bring paranormal as a umbrella for so many different things such as you know from ufos to ghosts to bigfoot to you know um vampires to i think it's just a it's a culture that people just don't understand we understand it you know we understand because we're open to hearing somebody's life and and their abilities and and their religions and all that stuff and i think we understand it but there's a lot of people out there that don't understand. And that's why I put. Par- I say paranormal. But like I said, for me, it, I, we should come up with a different term. <laughs> well, it's
4: funny because, you know, I do a lot of research on all the guests and then I toss it out. Right. Uh, but this one stuck is that I when I was doing some research on you, I found in one of the articles something that said Webster's Dictionary version of paranormal, which is something to the effect of, and I'm badly misquoting, <laughs> anything that is not generally understood by science right and i went that is the dumbest thing in the world because science by its definition is always in flux so the only thing that <laughs> they know about science is that they don't know and they're always discovering right and that's all this is as well i mean paranormal could be a muslim to a jew to a catholic yeah, to a christian exactly. And it's like, and so what is this? How is this different? It's just things that we are striving to understand, striving to incorporate, striving to have some kind of framework for. Yeah. You know, and, and one of the things that I learned in studying indigenous culture is studying the medicine wheel. Every direction has a meaning and a people, and a mineral, and a plant life, and an energy associated with it. And when I'm teaching, a lot of times I'll say, so what's the strongest position on the wheel? And people will call out all kinds of different positions, and I'll just go, no, I told you all it was a trick question. (laughs) (laughs) It's the center, because the center is the void, it's the place of nothing, and therefore the possibility of everything and anything. And that's what this life is really meant to be. But we're all such chicken poops, (laughs) that what we do is we try to cling to something that's familiar and say, this is right, which makes, by extension, the other wrong. Mm -hmm. But if you're in that place of discovery, if you walk into a room knowing, then you don't get to find out.
1: Right. Right.
4: You've just shut your life off. And what I hear you saying is you love finding out.
1: Well, I'm a Sagittarius. December? I won't hold that against you. Right. <laughs> but the, one of the definitions of Sagittarius is seeker of truth. Mm-hmm. And so that's one reason where truth be told came about. Oh, nice. And, but I, again, I, all my life, I was always asking questions and, and not like where babies come from, but it was more like God, angels, what is this what is that what is the difference between why can't people love each other that type of questions to my mother I probably drove her crazy <laughs> but I used to ask that all the time and, uh-huh. and even to this day I still question you know human beings and and their beliefs for why they again we talked about before why judge other people because they believe something different hmm and on my journey with Truth Be Told, I always tell people, I'm not an expert on anything. I'm just that guy on the street, and I'm using my platform for a selfish reason of learning about life and about... Oh my God, you
4: are my, <laughs> my twin. So <laughs> right. one of the things I always say on this program and elsewhere is the reason I teach is because I'm a very, very slow learner. You're right. That and if be I, me. <laughs> and if I teach enough people, if I get to interview some of the brightest yeah. minds, hearts, souls that are alive today, maybe, just maybe, I'm going to pick up a little bit of that and be able to incorporate right. <laughs> along my own into my own life
1: as I share it with others,
4: and hopefully they do the same.
1: Yeah i I was. Uh, <laughs> I remember seeing some comments because I never take a bad comment. Uh, in my chat room or in my comments under, you know, any of my social media, you're like, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. And I'm like, you're absolutely right. I don't. <laughs> I'm like, and, and I, I say that it's like, I'm, I just in, enjoying being the dumbest man on in the room mm-hmm. because I really want to learn. And in some things I learn faster than others. And, and that's why I brought like Bonnie and Robert uh, hensley and doing the minimum report in fact i just started a new segment for truth be told a new show mm-hmm. don't ask me to say the name because it's in spanish uh but it's what's it's it mean in english truth be told oh <laughs> and so it's you know we have metaphor who's who's now doing truth be told in spanish oh nice so for yeah. me like i said i'm just i'm just on this journey to learn and if people come in and and learn with me and enjoy it. Great. That's my. That's really what I wanted to start. Right. And so, but I, you know, I've I've had people on that, Bonnie before Bonnie came on talking about
4: tell people who Bonnie is again. Uh, Bonnie
1: Burkett. She does a, a, a show called Truth Be Told Transformation. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, we would both know Bonnie. We love Bonnie. Happy birthday, Bonnie. By the way, it is her birthday today. Right? Yes. Um. So, <laughs> th- the good thing about what bringing her in is, like I said, when I would enter bring her in because she's, you know, does the meditation and, you know, crystals and all that stuff. I don't know a lot about that segments or the section of the, of my audience. I, I want to, uh, but I just never really knew much about it. So when I would have them on, I was really basic, you know, I was, you know, chapter one, (laughs) cliff notes. And, uh, so she brought the, the knowledge in. So, Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, so for me, it was like, you know, this is a way to learn about s- subjects that I want to learn about. And we, we, we touch on, you know, conspiracy theory and UFOs and hi- I love, hi- I'm a big history buff and I love the native culture, Native American culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I just find it fascinating. In fact, I was disappointed when I took a DNA test hoping that I had... Native American uh, genes, which I didn't, I didn't, Mm -hmm. I didn't, and I was really disappointed because I'm like, I feel such a connection to them, Um, but yeah, it was not. My nephew, Nick, is a U.S. history teacher, Mm.
4: and he is incessantly torn between teaching what the curriculum is laid out to be and what the reality was. And That's always tough. interjecting more and more and more of what really happened. History is a very interesting tool for the masses. And if y'all don't know this out there, the history that they teach in in school is propaganda. Yeah. It's they are specifically designing history for an outcome of their own design to their own benefit.
1: Yeah. But, yeah. And you know, where I when I grew up. You know, teaching about Native Americans were they're savages. Really? That was really yeah no. That's where I grew up in Kansas. That's we they weren't taught as, you know, spiritual gurus and and spiritual um, uh, beings. They were considered, you know, savages that uh, uh, kind of destroying the 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 white people going across the plains. So you know and then when you get older and you get away from the like you said the propaganda that's where i really got even more of a connection to them because i felt sorry that people like myself has to learn on our own not being taught by our our elders about their genocide
3: yeah
4: it's just if more people knew The true U.S. history, the true Catholic and Christian history, the true, pretty much choose a religion, choose an institution, choose a country that is the in rule today. And it is horrifying uh, at the savagery that the institutions come with and the disgusting, deplorable. Um, hideous things that they would do in the name of religion Mm -hmm. or in the name of profit or both simultaneously. And it's just, it's, we are waking up. Yeah. There is an evolution that's going on that at some point is going to lead to, if only an intellectual revolution, a revolution because the truth needs to be told. Yeah yes see what Unin- i did there unintended uh, yes <laughs> all right one more time we're going to
1: take a short break where can they get a hold of truth be told truth be told paranormal bonnie corrected me on uh, that uh, truth be told paranormal on youtube <laughs> So <that'll... laughs> and love... truth be told too. <laughs> got
4: it and we'll be back with more inner journey and tony sweet right after this
6: This way She said hang the rich
4: Hi, this is James Redfield, author of The Celsium Prophecy, and you're listening to Inner Journey with Greg Friedman.
2: Welcome
4: back. In case you didn't hear, James, you are listening to Inner Journey with Greg Friedman on KXFM. The website is gregfriedman.com and social media is Inner Journey with Greg Friedman. Tonight we are hanging out with the competition. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> We're hanging out with Tony Sweet, and he is the driving force between behind Truth Be Told. But now you have something new. Is this the very first venture with us that you're going into this year? Very first.
1: First. I'm excited Wait, about it, too. <laughs> he says
4: excited, but if you'd seen his face, it would look more like, eek! <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like everybody else would if they saw a ghost. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us about this. What What is this endeavor? What inspired it? And what
1: insanity is making it come to life with you? So just like when I started my own network, there was things about the network that I was on uh, before I started my network, I just saw things that were missing that I wanted to do that I didn't see uh, on the network. Same thing that I'm doing. I'm starting a, a, a podcast award ceremony slash conference festival. Um, the reason it's called Parapod and it's March 31st through April 1st in Santa Clarita, California.
4: Basically, think Magic Mountain, y'all.
1: I'm like two minutes away from Magic Mountain. So um, it's going to be at the Hyatt Regency on Saturday. And Mintryville, it's a ghost town on Friday. A ghost town. A ghost town. And I'll tell you how, how it's a ghost town. Good. <laughs> Let's start with that. So, so uh, We'll I'd, come back to how this started in
4: Atlanta. Right.
1: Second. No, this is actually very fascinating. I've lived in Santa Clarita for five years. Mm. And... I have never heard of Mentryville before. So if you've ever heard of Stevenson Ranch and then Santa Clarita and Valencia and New Hall, that's kind of a big, you know, it's like a Santa Clarita, but just, you know, the subs of, of Santa Clarita. Well, r- down the road from uh, Stevenson Ranch, it's, it's called Mentryville. So what it was in the 1800s, Mr. Mentry, um, he... Discovered oil and he created the first oil well in the Western states. So oh, really? Yes, I did not know this either. So it's it's a very historical landmark. In fact, the state owns it now because the the Mentry family donated it to the state. Mm-hmm. Um, so back in the eighteen hundreds, you know, and when he hit all this oil, of course, you know, he made a lot of money, and so he created a whole town. In his name, and it was his for his family, for the workers, and you know they had the stores and everything that you needed to have a town, and so of course he, he ended up dying, and and uh, the, the his home is still standing, mm-hmm. it's in great shape, still standing. There's a schoolhouse, original schoolhouse. Some outhouses. I didn't. I didn't use that one. But uh, but they also <laughs> thank you for sharing. Right right. Uh, they have a, a barn and you know they have another building that right off the house that actually Disney and a few other movies have filmed there over the years. Mm-hmm. In fact, Return to Green Acres <laughs> was filmed there. Um, so you know, I don't know where that came from. But anyway, um, so but this house is. Apparently haunted. Apparently. Apparently. Do tell. So I even asked the ranger that gave me the tour when I was looking at the location. um, And I said, hey, is this house really haunted? And he said, well, I can't really say, but just know that I've seen things. I'll leave it there. But when we walked through the the house... (laughs) We, uh, you know, walk through the kitchen, the downstairs, we walk upstairs, we go into the children's bedroom, and my hairs instantly stood on end, mm-hmm. which it's kind of creepy. And then you go to the back, one of the back bedrooms, and there's, you open the door, and it's one single rocking chair that just sits in the middle of of the room, and it makes it really creepy, and they said, oh, that I, I, I can't remember the lady's name but aunt mildred if it's not aunt mildred but it's aunt somebody Mm -hmm. and so i was like this is perfect i i have to have my first annual parapod to start with mentryville (laughs) and so uh, we're gonna have a stargazing um, demonstration by Ben Hansen. I don't know if you know Ben. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a fact or fake a TV show, and I think well, UFO files and a bunch of other TV shows. So he's going to bring all his equipment down or up because he's from down this way, um, and he's going to set it up, and we're going to do stargazing from Mentryville. And then Patty Negri, who is a good witch, <laughs> <laughs> she's on um, Ghost Adventures a lot. And so she's going to lead us through the house and uh, maybe do a little spirit circle with the people that are part of this. uh,
4: Now, how many people are we talking about?
1: So we can have 100 people at a time. I can't go over 100 people at a time. Mm -hmm. So we have to do them in hours. So, you know, six, seven, eight, nine. And we can go all the way up to 11 o'clock. So. Um, this is where people have to reserve. And people, actually one of our favorite attractions so far is is this uh, Mentryville.
4: I can imagine. I yeah. bet you it's getting booked up quickly. It
1: is. And so people, if you, if you need to get tickets, I would get them soon because I think this is one that's going to s- sell out. I, I wish I could have, you know, three or four hundred people at a time. But, you know, the parking lot is not the, that big. But I... I'm so excited about this night, um, and I think people are going to really enjoy it. Um, and like I said, we're going to go through the house, we're going to go through the schoolhouse, not the latrine, but <laughs> we may even go through the the, the barn. So that's going to be our opening uh, of Parapod.
4: So I read something about you. And it's not true.
1: I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's probably not true. Um,
4: and you were talking about the perception of things like this and the paranormal and the word that was used is hokey. And people, some people out there listening to what you just said about walking through a haunted house are going to be like that's so hokey.
1: What do you want to say to those people? So it's hokey. <laughs> <laughs> you know okay. you know my thing is like everybody's everybody has an opinion. And everybody, I wasn't going to say what we, but you know, it's, it, my thing is, it's all about having fun and, and, and pushing the boundaries with sometimes your beliefs and sometimes just, you know, enjoying the spirit. No pun intended. No, no pun intended. None. Uh, but, but I, I, for me, I think, you know, I, I I'm a person, that I, I think old school where we can make fun of ourselves Mm-hmm. And, and, and still have a great time. And what this is, it's, it's really bringing people together of like minds and sometimes even maybe have some uh, uh, little doubt in, in their minds, mm-hmm. but coming together and just having a good time and uh, really celebrating each other And each other's beliefs. And so I think this is a a great way to and like I said, if you don't want to do the the haunted, you can well wait. So with the
4: haunted, yeah, you could go all the way up the last tour leaves at eleven at night, right? Right. So that means you could literally work all the full normal work week and then jam up to Valencia,
1: oh yeah, that area, and and still participate. And it's people think Valencia, Santa Clarita. Why? Honestly, it's not that bad. You don't even say
4: that. It's Magic Mountain. How many yes. of y'all have gone to Magic Mountain? It's half hour away yes. from L.A.
1: Yeah, it's it's. I I work in Burbank. It's thirty minute drive from there, in what maybe an hour and fifteen here. But I mean, in L.A. on a during a work week, that's just normal work going to work. Right. <laughs> Absolutely.
4: All right. So let's circle back. How in the heck did you say? Oh. Everything's going way too well with Truth Be told. Let me actually right. level up.
1: So, so here's what it is. I've been in podcasting for 15 years. Um, in I've been uh, 12 years in the paranormal podcasting. Um, and I thought I've been to all. The, I mean Roswell. You know I've been to Laughlin. I've been to all these different festivals, and they're all amazing. And I think there's enough for everybody. But oh wait,
4: you sound like an
1: entertainment program now. Right. <laughs> On KXFM. Um so <laughs> but what it was is I I feel like a lot of people that contribute to the paranormal uh genre is not getting their uh due. And I think that I thought, you know what? Social media influencers, podcasters, Content creators have a huge following, but never get their accolades. And so that's where I thought, I'm going to start a a festival, an award ceremony, an award show for those people that don't get the recognition that they deserve. I'm not eligible, so truth be told, can't do it, but I want to give back. All right. I hear that.
4: Mm -hmm. I'm not going to negate that. Right. I'm just going to offer a different perspective. Bring it on. <laughs> I have been to and participated in a lot of these shows all over the country right. and sometimes all over the world. And what I have found is it's a combination of people that are incredibly heartfelt, genuine, soulful, and with amazing intentions. Yes, and a whole bunch of people that make this industry look horrible because there's a bunch of people that are snake oil sales. Right,
1: leader. right. okay,
4: Yes. One of the things that I have found in talking to you and talking to Bonnie in researching this um, this event,, right. is that this is not predominantly, about hawking anything no this is not about hey you should come and buy my snake oil right instead it's come on have fun be exposed to some things and whatever you want to do do yeah. but primarily
1: let's have fun yes that's what it's all about and
4: that's to me what sets you all apart from everything else well
1: thank you yeah uh, no well put and i you know i i hope i can take that and use that again next time i get interviewed <laughs> But no, it, it is true. Like I said, I really want people to come and enjoy themselves. I don't, like you said, it, not, and there's nothing against any, any other festivals or conferences. I, I really enjoy a lot of those. But, you know, some, sometimes people uh, don't want to come and just hear science-driven. And sometimes people don't want to come and just get theories. You know, what about just coming and enjoying and just you know, if you if you walk away by learning from some of the one of the speakers. In fact, we have two psychics, Colby Rebel and Jennifer Schaefer. Go ahead.
4: That's what I want to ask you about. You have a lot of psychics, a lot of mediums yes. on this lineup. When we come back, Ooh. I want to hear what distinguishes one from another. Why would you have a a conglomerate of these people? On your program, we're going to take a short break. You're listening to Inner Journey with Greg Friedman, and we're here with Tony Sweet, and we'll see you in a couple minutes. Welcome back. You are listening to Inner Journey with Greg Friedman on KXFM1047, broadcast from Laguna Beach, California, all over the world. Tonight, we're hanging out with Tony Sweet. He is the driving force between behind Truth Be Told Radio and also the producer, the innovator, the Genius, the crazy man behind (laughs) Parapod, which is an event that's happening. What's the date, Tony?
1: March 31st and April 1st, 2023 in Santa Clarita, California.
4: Was that your DJ voice? This explains so much. (laughs) Right. That's why I didn't make it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. And we just talked about what's going to happen on Friday. Friday, you are doing tours through a haunted um, house That's up near Magic Mountain. Right. And then on Saturday, right before you left, you have how many mediums, how many psychics are going to be speaking or holding court at your event?
1: So we have, I believe, five. Five or six. So each one is kind of a, a, a little different and I didn't want somebody all the same mm-hmm. you know we have Sharma Golas who has been in the psychic realm for about 50 years. Um, she you know she's TV personality she's been on pretty much any TV show you can think of but she's she's going to be doing live readings on stage so if you you know interested in just doing a live reading then she's the one you need to come see. And she's we, good. She's really good. Yeah, she's really good. And then we have um, Colby Rebel and Jennifer Schaefer. And I have to say, Colby Rebel is one of the best psychics I've ever really worked with. That's a bold statement. It is a bold statement. And I told you before. <laughs> I I've worked with so many psychics that I I can tell when somebody's not giving their uh, not the real deal. Yeah, and Colby's probably one of the best ones I've ever met. So. But anyway, so they're going to be, Jennifer and her are going to be on stage together. And what it is, it's going to be like Clue <laughs> live on stage. Because Jennifer works with a lot of times with FBI mm-hmm. and trying to solve cold cases and, and unsolved crimes. So we're we are going to have them try to solve some cold cases real live cold cases on stage. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, it's going to be... Nice twist. Yeah, and they won't know in advance what the cases are. So it'd be kind of fun. And they're going to also teach maybe other psychics or just people how they tap into those... Because, you know, you've seen shows, but how to tap into those cases uh, and explain how they do it.
4: Excellent. Now, we're just a little bit crunched for time. Right? So I want to make sure that everybody knows this is not just about... Ghosts no. and psychics. We no. also have people like Ernie Lapointe.
1: Ernie is the great grandson of Sitting Bull, Chief Sitting Bull, and he's gonna. He's driving in. He won't fly, but he's driving in <laughs> to uh, to talk about his great grandfather and also the, the the spirit guides of. Lakota. So I'm excited about this one.
4: And then you have Linda Moulton Howe.
1: We, Linda Moulton Howe, you know, Ancient Aliens and pretty much she has her own Gaia TV show right now, but she, we're giving her the Media Legend Award. Um, I, well deserved. Linda was
4: you, it's like there are certain people that had to really forge a path yeah. when nobody else was. And yeah. Linda would be in the very, very beginning of this stuff and investigating. She was telling me stories about coming about uh, across cows and oh, things yeah. that would happen. Yeah. yeah, all kinds of crazy things. Yeah,
1: And then... Um, Billy Carson. That's who I was looking for. People love Billy. When I was at Conscious everybody. Life... Everybody. Everybody. We're giving him the Pioneer Award. And the reason I'm giving him a Pioneer Award because he's really one of the first African-Americans that really tapped into this genre. And he's really built a empire for himself you know forbidden knowledge and so he's going to be live on stage and then he's also getting the award at night with linda uh for the reception and, and award ceremony
4: yeah and there's just so so many other things oh, i mean it's tons. it's
1: incredible. go ahead no robert shock who is a you know world-renowned geologist he's going to be talking about uh, uh egypt and um Solar flares and all kinds of different things. And he's more scientific. So if you want the scientific part of it, he's going to bring it. And so he's not necessarily about the UFOs, but he wants to bring ancient civilizations to Santa Clarita.
4: Basically, if it's weird and wonderful, you're going to find it at (laughs) Parapod. I mean, that's really the bottom line with this stuff. It's that it has a great range. Everything from ghosts... To UFOs, to psychics, to... Even
1: Bigfoot. Ronnie LeBlanc from Expedition Bigfoot is going to be there. What, no Yeti? Well, he might show up. (laughs) Or she. I don't know. (laughs) All right. Um, Give
4: all the details one more time, if you don't
1: mind, please. No, you can go to parapodfestival.com. You can get your tickets there. We got early bird tickets, only thirty-five bucks. I mean, come on, it's only thirty-five bucks. Thirty-five bucks to get in. Only there's only three. It's Linda, Billy, and the live seance with Patty Negri is additional cost. Uh, everything else uh, is thirty-five bucks. Enjoy that. We have a meditation garden out in the garden. Sound bowls. We have a live uh, Red Weird Boy Productions, uh, Native American family dance group is coming in. And, and if you all haven't
4: ever seen that, it'll blow, blow you your away. doors off.
1: Yeah. And they're going to not only just dance, they're going to do a demonstration of telling you what the dances are. So it's, it's more, more educational than just entertainment.
4: Yeah, it's, it's incredible and it's beautiful and you will feel it inside of you vibrating throughout your entire being. Yes, you know it's absolutely. I mean, even talking about I it now, got goosebumps too. Yeah, it's just crazy.
1: <laughs> um, and where can they spell parapod, please? It's P A R A P O D and festival. If you want me to spell it, I will. But com. So what it is is paranormal and podcast. It's really like I said for the for the content creators mm-hmm. and and actually we do have a TikTok panel of paranormal TikTok influencers. and they're a younger group I mean they're in their 20s and they have millions of followers Really? yes millions and that's why I want to that's going to make us a little more unique too because we're bringing in a younger generation that it's going to because we're getting older (laughs) (laughs) we're getting older we need some people to follow in our footsteps and I think we're giving them a shot to bring their talents and and content created to the table
4: I love it so we're at that place that I both love and hate (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> exactly, the last question of the evening, anything that you'd feel remiss in if we didn't share with our listeners
1: you know i I think what I like to say is paranormal is normal to us, and I think if you know if you have your doubts about it just I think you should just open your mind and heart and soul and just start really diving into some of this uh theories, research, and people like us that uh, you know this is just our daily Thought and daily bread that we do here. Yeah. Um, and I and just give it a chance and, and just come and enjoy not just Parapod, but also just other people's beliefs and in, in the spirituality and UFOs and ghosts. So. You know,
4: if you have your doubts about this, I think that's beautiful. Oh, it's beautiful. And yeah. w- what I would urge you to do is go to somebody that's confident enough yes. that they're not going to be threatened by you doubting, yeah. but instead welcome in an exchange. And, and from there, it doesn't mean that anybody's trying to convert one to the other right. side, is try to win. There's two ways you could walk into a discussion, right. either to win or to learn. And if you go and see the biggest doubts in the world, I don't care what they are. But if you go speak to somebody that's willing to learn along with you, then everybody has won. One more time, uh, where and what for
1: everything. Truth Be Told, Parapod. Truth Be Told, Paranormal on YouTube or all Apple and iHeart and all those locations. And then Parapod, again, March 31st, April 1st at parapodfestival.com. Get your tickets. Go just check it out all of our speakers. We have almost 30 speakers, a lot of vendors. You know, it's, I think you're going to enjoy, walk away and just say that that was a great time.
4: Tony, I am incredibly grateful that you schlepped on down from <laughs> the other side of the world to come down right here right. and visit with us in studio. Um, You know, more than anything, I think a lot like the festival is going to be. It's just been a lot of fun. So yeah. thank you for that.
1: Thank you. And thank you for having me down here. Now I got to jump on my sleigh and head back north.
4: Hit <laughs> it. All right, y'all. You know how this goes. There's a ton of people that work their booties off to put this program on for us, for you, for me. I am always grateful to them. And I am mostly grateful to you, the listening audience. This show does not exist without your participation. For that, and so, so much more, I, we, are hugely grateful. You've been listening to Inner Journey with Greg Friedman. Good night.